From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. This is going to be a fun episode. Uh, Ryan and I are going to take a look at what we think is a very too early prediction of the 53-man roster. The first rule of 53-man rosters is you don't talk about the 53. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wrong movie. Yeah, this isn't Fight Club. This is going to be a fight, though. Yeah. Well, it's going to be rough because you look at what you have, and it's just um, – I think a lot of the positions, I would think that 45 of the positions are pretty easy to pick, but it's those last eight that are really question marks. Yeah, as they are every every single season. And this one, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. So it's going to be interesting to see how we come down. I'm going to keep track as we go along. All right, so let's start at the easiest position, QB. Uh, and I think we, is it easy though? Well, and that's a great question because, you know, I think obviously, you know, I, I would say Mahomes is probably, you know, the starter this year. I think that's pretty safe to say. Uh, and I think that Henny will be the backup. The question mark is just do they keep three? Yeah. That, that's where I'm coming from. It makes me just a touch nervous to only have two quarterbacks on the 53 man roster. You could probably get. Chase Litton, and I know you can get Shermer onto the practice squad. So, I mean, in terms of having one you could pull up, that's that's probably not an issue. It just it just makes me a little bit nervous. Well, and so that's the big question: Do you keep three? Because I don't know that you can get Litton to, to the practice squad. I mean, obviously we haven't seen anything, but if he plays well in preseason again and he shows improvement, I would think that they would t- chance losing him if they put him on the practice squad. Yeah, maybe. I don't particularly think so. I don't think there was a whole lot of rush to sign him as a UDFA, and, and clearly we haven't seen him do anything. So I, I would feel fairly comfortable with that. So I don't know. So you're going to go with two QBs and say Litton's on the practice squad again this year? I'm not. I'm going to say three. If it was me making the decision, I would keep three on the active roster. So you're going to have Litton on the active roster then? Yep. Okay, I'm keeping two, and I'm going to put Litton on the practice squad. Uh, I okay. I think that it's obviously that's something that's subject to change. Uh, if he is a guy that shows a big step forward this year in the preseason and training camp, then maybe he is going to force himself onto the active roster, but I'm going to only keep two. Fair enough. So you're up for running back. Oh, running back. Uh, see, now this is another one. You could squeeze somebody, but with James Williams gone, he was the guy that I thought was, you know, an outsider, you know, the last guy who might make the roster, but definitely would be a practice squad guy. Um, I think that's what Josh Caldwell and Marcus Marshall are looking at at this point. I think you really do just because of the injury history to Hyde. If something were to happen to Williams, I think Daryl Williams is going to be the two and Hyde's going to be, you know, somewhere in there in the, in the pass catching kind of thing. Um, but they're real high on Darwin Thompson, higher than I am. And I don't think they're going to try to take a chance and get him to the practice squad. So I think they end up keeping four. Okay, so you're going with four running backs. So that puts you at seven players so far. Uh Obviously, Darrell Williams, I think, is going to make it. Uh, I think Carlos Hyde could make it. Um, but he's a question mark for me. I think that's going to be something that has to play out in training camp. I will agree with you and go for with four right now. Darwin Thompson, Darren Williams. Daryl Williams and uh, Hyde at this point, uh, and then obviously, okay. obviously we're gonna uh, figure that Sherman's gonna also be on the team. So that's really technically five running backs. So 
That puts you to eight, now I'm at seven. Okay, fair enough. Uh, tight ends. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's Travis, and there's Travis, and there's Travis. Um, right now, the way I feel it, uh, without a, a single training camp practice having occurred at this point, uh, I, I think it's, it's Lovett and Yelder at this point. Um, I don't see how they would keep four. Um, I'm pulling for Jody Fortson to make the practice squad. Um, if you guys missed it, we talked to him earlier in the offseason, and I just feel like he's a guy with some upside, but it's going to take him some time. Uh, I'm not big on Wells. I'm not big on Kaiser. I'm not big on Blake Bell. Um, so that's that's where I've got it. I've got it three. Uh, Kelsey, Yelder, love it. You know, I, I can't disagree with you on on the number or really the people at this point. Um, what I will say is that Kelsey and – I love it is love it and Yelder are up in the air for me. I, they're going to keep three tight ends. Uh, if it's those two, it could be those two, but I think that is a position group that you have five guys that are playing for two spots and really training camp and preseason is going to tell us where they end up. Um, so I'll go with the same two guys yeah. you have right now, uh, with the caveat that it's possible that it's two other guys. Um, and if they, and it's possible they trade for somebody. So, uh, or pick somebody up at the very end of, uh, cuts. It is possible. So, so we both agree on three. Okay. Uh, and that, so that puts yep. me at what? Well, I'm still one. Yeah. Okay. You're 10, I'm at 11. So wide receiver. Uh, I think we need to skip the two days that Tyree Kill is going to be on the team. Uh, and this is going to be the 53-man roster going into the first game, not necessarily the 53-man roster as it sets at the very end of uh, the offseason. Uh, because Tyree Kill is going to okay. obviously be on the roster, but I think he's headed for a suspension at some point. So I expect that they will have him on the – Yes. You're talking week, week one. one, 53. Right. Because he has to be on okay. the roster at the very end of the offseason and he can't be moved to a suspension list until Monday. So he technically will be on the 53, but they'll bring somebody back on Monday when they move him. So to me, the wide receivers, I'm going to say there's going to be six wide receivers. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, McCall Hardman. Um, I still like. Byron Pringle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at this point, I'm going to say Garrick Dieter and probably Marcus Kemp. Although there are a couple of UDFA free agents that could uh, push either Dieter or Kemp off the roster, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And I think the one guy that stands out to me that could be pushing them while Tyreek Hill is out is Cody Thompson. Uh, I think he's easily the most applicable practice squad candidate. Uh, maybe he comes on, but he can do some things offensively that, that Kemp can't. Uh, Kemp's the special teamer though. And uh, while Cody Thompson does play special teams, we haven't seen him do it yet. So I think that's going to be the interesting part. How much can Thompson contribute on special teams is how he buys himself a seat at the table, at least for week one. Um, I agree with you. I think there's going to be six. And I think when we take a step back and we talk about when Tyreek Hill is reactivated after this suspension, I, I mean, we're five deep that are pretty much locks at this point. 
Hill, Watkins, Hardman, Robinson, and Pringle, I think are all I don't think, gonna be there. I don't think Robinson's a lock. I think it's possible he's also played off, but, um, just depending on how the preseason and, and training camp go. Okay. I think he's, I, I think he's close to a lock, but, um, if they see a young guy that is, uh, they see a lot of upside in, Robinson could be their odd man out. I guess that's a possibility. I still feel like he's got enough. I, I'm not super happy with him, but I, I do feel like he has enough that he's gonna he's gonna end up making it. But that leaves us. I'm not saying it's a, I'm not saying it's a probability. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Um, if if there's a young guy like Jamal Custis that shows up and just tears things up, that throws a wrench in everything. Well, and I'm glad you brought him up because I've had a lot of people asking me about him, and uh, I like the kid. They gave him a lot of money to to get him there, but I don't think he's a 53 man guy. I think he's going to be a practice squatter, and I think that's good for him. He needs some time to develop. And, and I'm fine with that. I'm just, I just threw a name out there. I, I could have mentioned any of the other guys that they have. Uh, but to me, it's one of those things where if a wide receiver shows up and shows that he is able to be a force in this offense, then I think maybe Demarcus Robinson becomes expendable. Because it's, it's the guys that show that they can do something in the offense that are going to be jumping ahead of him. Right. The guys that are huge special teamers. That could be. Well, and that said, I think Custis makes a practice squad. I think Thompson makes a practice squad. I think Felton Davis does too. I think this is going to be a wide receiver heavy practice squad this particular year. So, uh, six and six, that's got you at 17 and uh, I'm sorry, me at 17 and you at 16. Offensive line. It's the a big fun one. uglies. Yeah. yeah. Um, how ugly can we get? Um, where do you want to start? Well, starting offensive line right now, I honestly, I'm going to go six deep uh, because I don't know if it's off-season surgery or if it's uh, they've really moved on from Wiley at left guard. So, or, sorry, uh, Irving at left guard. So I'm going to say Fisher, Wiley, uh, Reader, um LDT and Schwartz and Irving. And I guess I'll go 70 because Allegretti is going to be in there. And then eight would be, uh, McKenzie. The question yeah, I can't is, argue with any of those. Right. The question is, is anybody else going to be there? And the options there at that point are going to come down to, I think whoever has the most upside. And I, I think that's pretty much between Ryan Hunter. And, and maybe Beecham. I don't know. He was a late signing. I'm, I'm not super high on him. Uh, I don't think that Jimmy Murray's destined to be on this 53 man roster. So I have a tendency to think that you could probably still get Hunter onto the practice squad. Um, and you're already carrying Cleo McKenzie as though he's going to be an interior guy. He's working with Will Shields. You know, he's take, he's, he's working on snapping. So, uh, he's got some of that interior versatility as well. So I think he's pretty much a lock. I, I think they end up only keeping eight. And that's fair. What I will say, and, and the thing that we can't see right now because training camp hasn't really started, and that's really when you get into the big uglies and, and what they can do and, and who's going to be doing what. Um, I think that eight is certainly a possibility, but if they keep nine, it might be something that we don't even really see as an option right now. Wiley was that guy at this time last year. So... Uh, it's certainly possible there's another guy out there that that could make this roster that you know we just don't know about right now. So what's your number? I'm going to go with eight right now, uh, and figure that uh, they're going to have a couple on the practice squad. So, uh, but they've been at either eight or nine most of the past couple of years, so I feel pretty good about that. 
Okay. Well, that's a good spot to take a break. We're halfway through. I'm at 25. Chris is at 24. We'll take our break. We'll be back and start talking some defense. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. With no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code MLB, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, front or back? Oh, uh, honestly, you got big question marks at both, so let's just start, I guess, at the front. Okay. Um, this is like, yeah, this is, I'm going to go interior. Okay. Uh, whether Jones, when he signs whatever, he's going to be on this roster. That's a done deal. And then you have Williams, Naughty, and Saunders. I don't think you can afford to lose any of them. You need a decent enough rotation even at the, the, the two interior spots. So I think you have four tackles that make it. I, I won't argue with any of them. Um, I will say that Williams is the guy that, uh, if anybody steps up and, and shows they can play, uh, it's possible he could be pushed off. I, I have a hard time believing that, but he's really more of a, of a three, four guy as opposed to a four, three guy. So. Uh, I think you could play both, but, um, you have a, God, who's the other defensive tackle that they really liked from last year? Um, Justin Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton, I guess is really, I'm going to say they keep four and I'm going to agree with the four that you have, but Williams and Hamilton could be interchangeable for me. Okay. It just really and depends on Hamilton how they play. Hamilton is a year younger and a lot cheaper. Right. Okay. Uh, moving on to end. Uh, Clark and Okafor, I think are clearly the starters. Um, I think Otto Ocho should be included in that. I know he's been dropping some, so I don't know if they're really lining him up as a linebacker or as, as the Leo, uh, as an actual end. I'm not sure, but I'm going to, I'm going to put him in this group along with Speaks and Passanio for, uh, and Agba. Good Lord. That's like six ends. Yeah. I'm not keeping six. Okay. Where are you at? Otto Ocho is not making it for me. Okay. You don't think he makes the roster at all? Nope. Okay. I think they only keep five. I think they keep uh Clark, Ogba, um Speaks. And uh, the other option there is is K Pass doesn't make it, not Ocha does. Um and I know I'm forgetting one. Um Oakfer. There you go, Oakfer. But I'm with you. I'm gonna go with five as well. I just don't know I don't know who it's gonna be. Um but I am I am putting out Ocho in that group rather than with the linebackers, so all right, I have 34, you have 33. It's getting down, it's getting tight. I'm going to have to make some changes probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, looking at the linebackers. So this gets interesting. I think you have to keep it tight here, uh, and I think you have to keep it uh, It's as few extra bodies as you can. you got to have a backup at each position in the base defense as far as I'm concerned. 
and you got to have somebody else to spell them in specific well, situations. If we look back at the past, I understand they've always been a three, four, so you would need more linebackers, but they've always kept nine or 10. So to me, that means that they valued, um, linebackers, not only for depth, it's, uh, you know, at the linebacker positions, but also for special teams. So it wouldn't shock me for them to keep seven or eight. Yeah, I think seven's my number as well. Um, because you got to have, I, I feel Ben Neiman's going to be the backup at Sam. I think that fits his skill set. I think you have Raglan in the middle, then Hitch, uh, O'Daniel and, and Lee. I don't know that anybody else is going to make it. So what is that? That's six actually. So maybe I talked myself into a lower number. <laughs> oh, Damian Wilson. Sorry. I, I don't know why I'm forgetting him. Yeah, he's he's a starter right now. Um, yeah, Wilson, Hitch, Raglan, Lee, and O'Daniel, and Neiman. That's yep. six. You have six as well, or are you going seven? Right now, I'm saying those six. I'm trying to look and see. Um, there's a lot of youth that that they have at this linebacker position that we don't know anything about right now, and that's really the difficult part of it is to try to figure out: Are they going to take a step forward? Uh, and show they they can play. Uh, if they do, then then maybe they're going to make it. Um, it's just so hard. You get down to this. This is one of those four. The one of those eight extra spots that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm scrolling through the roster real quick. Uh, maybe Rob McRae, if he can show that he can. After the passer at all, although I think they probably haven't played a D end, even though they have him listed as a linebacker. And I don't think there's any room that you can keep him at that position. No, and I agree with that. I just, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to like Juan Hines and Darius Harris, but I think they're both practice. Well, they have they have Ado Acho as a linebacker, right? And that, that's why I was saying before I, I don't see him that way. Um, and so I'm putting him and K passes the two guys back and forth who, who have to fight each other to make the roster. Well, I, I can't argue with any of the six that you gave us that you, that you already said, because at this point, it's just a, it's a toss up. Um, I don't think they have any guys that are ahead of anybody else right now. I think there's just a, a bunch of players that are going to be playing that we're going to have to look through at training camp and preseason. So I'm going to go with six as well at this All right. point, which I'm gives us more people at, uh, the uh, fun positions in the secondary. Uh, but let's do this instead of going to the secondary specialists real quick. And then we need to take a quick break. Okay. Uh, obviously Harrison Butker is going to be here. <laughs> Winchester will be yeah, here. There's three. Yeah. And <laughs> that's all there's ever going to be. <laughs> well, but it is a little more interesting this year. Is it possible that Colquitt has moved on from? I mean, it's always, it's always a possibility. I don't personally think it's going to be, but I mean, either way, there's only going to be three. True. So, all right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the last two position groups, uh, the secondary. All right. Here's the fun one, Ryan. Oh, yes, it is. I have 10 slots left. You have 11. <sighs> and I have a hard time believing they're going to actually have 11 in the secondary, but, um, with what they have, it's possible, I suppose, just looking at the, the numbers and the players they have. Yeah. 
I still think there's somebody that steps forward at the linebacker group that we don't have right now. Um, or maybe there's another defensive lineman that they go with, but, uh, right now, who's, you know, right now, safeties, uh, Matthew, Thornhill, uh, Sorensen, Watts, and, uh, Lucas. Lucas, yes. Yep. Those are the top five. So that's five. They're the only five I could see making it. And you're saying they all make it? At this point, yes. Okay. I am going four. I don't think Locke, uh, Jordan Lucas is on this roster on opening day. Okay. Now we get to the fun part. And, and before we get to the funnest part, uh, I just want to say that that's me putting faith in, in Armani Watts. I feel like he's going to make a step up. I, I feel like they like Sorensen a lot more than I do and they're going to keep him. And that gives you a box guy. So you need somebody that if Thornhill goes down, he can play deep. And I feel like Watts has the advantage if he has to play the free safety spot. Fair enough. Corner. Yes. I would like more of them, please. <laughs> okay, so there's... It's, it's yes, please, huh? Yeah, and then some. Yeah. Can I have another? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, so... I sure might have another. Fuller, Breland, Ward. That's pretty easy. That's their top three. Um, you have to go with them no matter what. Uh, I don't feel like Burrell's made any any headway, really. And I'm uncertain, as you know, about Reeser. Um, I think Smith's, given this group, I think Smith's still going to hold on to a spot if they're keeping six, like I think they're going to have to, um, because of his returnability and they'll give him another year. So that, that gets me to four. Fuller, Breland, Smith, Ward. Not necessarily in that order. Ward is a starter. So that's two spots remaining. I'm not big on Keith Reeser. I know he played really well in the AF. I know he's had some good practices where he, Got a couple of picks. We've seen him on the field at the NFL level, and I have not come away feeling like that's a good thing. So I am going to make the switch. I am going to put my faith in the young guys. They like Fenton more than I do, actually, but he, he's he's kind of a dog out there. He's He's got some ball skills. And I do think that Mark Fields makes this team. I think he's got the athleticism. I think he's got the playmaking ability. So I'm going to go with two young guys at the back end. Uh, four, six. Mine are Fuller, Breland, Ward, Smith, Fields, and Fenton. I agree with five of your six, I think. Uh, the one I'm not sure I agree with is Smith. I think he could be an odd man out in this group. Um, okay. I'm not going to say it's going to be Reeser necessarily. Uh, I think there's a couple of guys that could give him a run for his money. I I think that Demontre Wade, if he shows promise and he shows that he stepped forward, I mean, they, they brought him back for a reason. They obviously like him. Uh, and... Mm-hmm. The big thing with Smith is he was a big returner last year. I don't know that he's going to be this year. I think McCall Hardman's going to take that job from him. So if he's not the main returner, is that going to be enough to sway uh, something if he can't play? I mean, it sounds like right now from OTAs, he's buried on the depth chart. Uh, and if he's really buried on the depth chart at corner, he would have to make it based on special teams. And if he's not going to be the returner, uh, I just don't know that he's going to be that guy that's going to, uh, be on the roster at this point, which is surprising considering, you know, they just drafted him last year, but if he can't play his main position, he can't play. And yeah. that's a big issue. Um, so I think Demontre Wade could give him a run for his money. Um, let's see, is there anybody else? Not really that I'm seeing. I Reeser possibly, uh, but he would have to take a big step forward this year as opposed to what we saw in the past. Um, 
So I, I do agree with you on that. Uh, but I just see Tremont Smith as being a guy that could be off this roster. I don't, I'm not going to say so, that he will be, uh, but I'm saying that because he isn't a great corner at this point, because he's buried on the third team from what we've been told in OTAs, uh, at that point, that makes it a question mark whether he can be on this roster or not. So do you still feel there's six corners? Yes. Okay. So the top three and then who do you feel makes it? Uh, the top three and then Fields, Fenton, and then a, the third one will be either Reeser or, uh, Wade or, I mean, it could be Smith. Okay. So you do feel that Fields makes it over both Reeser and Smith? I think he's crazy. I, no, I don't think you're crazy. I think he has a skill set too. The question on him is going to be whether or not he's been coachable and, and he's getting it through practice. And if he is, then I think he has the ability to play. I, I've seen enough plays from him at the collegiate level to think that he can play in the NFL. Uh, so no, I don't think you're crazy in that regard. Oh, some other regard. I see how it goes. Well, I mean, I'm always going to think you're crazy in some other regard. So okay, fair enough. So we both have six corners. Yep. That's interesting. When I take a look at what we've done then, uh, I'm a little surprised by this actually. We both obviously agree three specialists, but I have it split evenly at 25 and 25. You have 24 on offense and 26 on defense. Yep. They've done it before. And I can certainly see that happening. Yeah. And to me, I guess the way I'm looking at it is they have more talent on offense that, but it's high end talent. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily depth talent. Uh, and with the defense they have, they need as many bodies as they can. So I'm with you. Okay. Well, folks, let us know what you think, because this is just off the top of our head. It is, you know, obviously right now a month before camp starts. So that's looking at it now. Day one, things could change. You'd never know. Uh, either injury or somebody comes in just on fire. It's one of these positions can change everything. So. Uh, we will revisit this, uh, especially after camp gets going. We have a better idea and see some of the action on the field. But let us know what you think. Hit the at Locked On Chiefs account on Twitter, uh, as well as either of our regular accounts, and let us know what you think. Uh, any takeaways or, or asterisks you want to put on this? Biggest asterisk we've already really said. This is something that's a month before training camp, before we really even get to see these guys in pads. Um and I still think that there's moves that they could be making, uh, not necessarily before training camp starts, but before the season starts. I would not be surprised if there's a trade or two or even maybe three. Um, because I think they're that shallow at certain positions like tight ends. Uh, and you could even make an argument that they're pretty shallow at, at corner. So, and they're pretty deep at others, like along the offensive yep. line and in the defensive line. Yep. So. Uh, definitely think that the, there's some possibility for some moves there. Uh, and, you know, Veach has shown that he's been, he's willing to be aggressive. So that wouldn't surprise me if they go and make any kind of moves for that. Well, I won't put it past him either. So folks, that's where we stand today. Let us know what you think. We'll be back when we know more after camp starts and we'll go through that. We are working on plans for camp, by the way. I'm going to be there the week after the first preseason game. So the 12th through the probably 14th. Three uh, weekdays of practice, I'll be out there. So if you want to come out and say hello, please do. Uh, the other guys are trying to plan around. Chris, you haven't decided dates yet, right? No, I usually make it up for each weekend of camp, and I don't see that changing this year. Okay. Uh, so I would guess that I'll be up there, but I don't have specific dates right now. 
So make your plans. We'll both be up there at some point. So we'll Seth and we'll let you know uh, the exact details when we get close to it. So thanks for listening to us today. Seth will be back with the mailbag tomorrow and we will talk to you Monday. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube, Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com, and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening.